you're listening to Lighting Up Real Estate with your host, Kendall Lockett. If you're planning to purchase your first property or first home in 2021, you are going to need credit as a part of your financial power. Credit allows you to use other people's money instead of your own. In episode three of Lighting Up Real Estate, CEO of HTP Enterprises Financial, Nicholas Antoine, shared his credit secrets. Now let his company help you build wealth with credit. HTP Enterprises Financial is the company that will improve your scores by erasing negative items, bankruptcies, delinquencies, and more. I'm a personal client of HTP Enterprises Financial and have referred my clients and friends to this company. You get results. So I partnered with HTP Enterprises Financial to offer my listeners $100 off any plan you choose. Just go to the link in the show notes using promo code LIGHTINGUPREALESTATE. Make 2021 the year you use credit as buying power. Episode 36. Today, we are lighting up how to find properties through estate sales. As always, the goal of this show is to shine a light on people, systems, strategies, and ideas to help your real estate investing business. On the show, we have Tiffany Taylor, a realtor that specializes in listing estate properties. Estate sales are a trillion-dollar business that is overlooked by investors. But did you know that these properties are heavily discounted because the heirs of these properties want closure as soon as possible. So Tiffany is here to share the strategies to finding these properties, getting your offer accepted, and even how to protect your own real estate from going through probate. Let's get started. Hey, Tiffany, welcome to Lighting Up Real Estate. Hey, Kendall, thank you for inviting me. I'm super excited. Thank you. <laughs> Thank, this is going to be so good. We it have is. finally got together again. So I think it happens for a reason when we have these opportunities to get together for a second time. Because the first time we recorded, we had some technical issues. And so now I know this is going to be an even better interview. I agree. I agree. Let's yes. um, let's definitely chop it up because yes. <laughs> we just had an interesting couple of weeks and, and just yeah. with everything that's going on in the world. So, hey. Yeah. A day in the life, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> All right. So I definitely, definitely wanted to get you on because you have a lot of experience in an area that we don't talk about in real estate investing. Okay. And I'm doing some research. I found out this was a trillion dollar industry. It is. It is. Yeah. It's um. It's definitely a niche that get overlooked. Mm -hmm. Um. And I, I'm not sure why. I I don't know. I think maybe people think that it's something um, that they can't get into or get in touch with. Yeah, um, they found me accidentally, but you know I, I work it just like any other aspect. Okay, so let's get into estate sales. What exactly yeah. is an estate sale? An estate sale is a sale of a property after the owner has deceased, mm -hmm. and there can be heirs, um, you know, with or without probate. There could be a will or not, um, and basically it's just the sale of the sale of the property after the owner has deceased and um, like I said, this niche kind of found me. I work with um, several attorneys and have tons of friends that are attorneys and they just decided to call me, which I'm okay with. Right, right. <laughs> um, you know, but that that's what an, uh, estate sales is, just really just selling um, the property after the owner's deceased. And yeah. it's just take a lot of, a little bit more care 
um, because it's an, it's more of an emotional transaction mm -hmm. than any other transaction. So right. this, this takes a lot more um, handholding, consoling, consulting, and uh, a lot more care. Okay. So the reason why this is like an industry that many investors don't know about is because we get these houses or possibly can get these houses at a discounted price. That is correct. Yes. Yeah. We possibly get it at a discounted price again, because they can, they can take some time to uh, have these transactions to close depending on the situation. Some are, are fairly easy. And then some, when they're involved in court, it can take forever. But a lot of the times when the family is dealing with these properties, they're either just trying to, you know, get it over with and just get in this transaction and trying to close the chapter yeah. in their lives so they can move on as well. You're pretty much buying the properties as is. You are absolutely buying the property as oh, is. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that gives us the opportunity to also give that discounted price too, because we could go in seeing certain things might be wrong or might need to be rehabbed. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And nine okay. times out of 10, these homes are outdated uh -huh. um, by probably several decades sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, a lot of the times, if they are outdated, you don't want the family to just um, do touch ups or just do things here and there, whereas the property may need a complete rehab. You know, so that's why I usually tell families like, look, if you can't do Mm -hmm. A full kit and caboodle. Don't go in and do any patchwork. Let's just save it. Let's just do it as is and be done with it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if I'm an investor, how do we find these properties? Well, first and foremost, connect with a well-trusted realtor or real estate Such professional as yourself. in your area. <laughs> Such as myself. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but uh, I would say definitely through attorneys. Um, okay. you know, build a relationship with attorneys who specialize in um, in family um, uh, family estate sales and or just uh, family law, um, because that's exactly where I get these referrals from. Mm -hmm. And that's probably the best way. I know a lot of people try to go through the courts and, you know, go to the courthouse and kind of sit in on a lot of these. But, you know, that's a little bit of a, a cold market. So you want to be able to receive the referrals or receive that call through an attorney who have already made that connection for you and have already warmed up the the client for you mm -hmm. and just ready for you to go right on in and just and close the deal nice okay so what would be the advantage if we just said you know what we'd rather have somebody speak for us and get with a realtor than us trying to go in for ourselves well because the realtor can then uh, again like i said this is an emotional transaction yeah. so the realtor will be able to take their time build a rapport with the family build mm -hmm. the trust and that might not be something the investor have time to do you know, yeah. as an investor, you're out on the street, you're trying to find these deals and you're just busy, right. busy, busy. Whereas a real a realtor will take the time to uh, work through the family's questions, uh, walk them through it, make sure they're cleaning out the property on time. Um, you know, I've, I've got a closing today, you know, right before we recorded. Yeah, that was an estate sale. Um, okay. You know, the family had cleaned it out. Um, and that was an emotional thing for them because this was a, a home that they grew up in. Now both of the parents are deceased. Mm -hmm. And they're cleaning it out years of memories that, you know, from their childhood. And now that they're wow. adults, um, an investor may not necessarily have the time to, you know, again, go through their emotions mm -hmm. with them, whereas the, the realtor can take that time to do that. Awesome. Okay. So were you representing with the closing you had today? Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, were you representing the buyer or are you representing the sellers? I represented the seller on this one. Yes. Okay. Okay. So how did take us through that process? How long did it take for this to go through probate? 
Well, this one's a little bit, um, this process wasn't very long um, mm -hmm. because I did, again, get this referral from an attorney. And so at that point, when I get the call, the attorney knows that the, that the home is ready to go for sale. So that's the plus wow. side of, again, having that relationship with some attorneys. Yeah. Um, that you are not there throughout the long process of, you know, getting this, the estate administration ready to go. Mm -hmm. um, they just call you when it's ready to go on the market. Um, the downfall to this is with, for example, with this particular property, this involves three siblings, three heirs. Um, and so you have to coordinate with each one. Yes. Um, it's probably best to figure out which one is the delegate. Um, you know, cause you, you don't want to have to deal with everyone's emotions and everyone's different personalities, yeah. but if you can have that one person that you work with, that you communicate with the best. That person is also a great communicator with the, with the other siblings. Mm -hmm. It makes it a little bit easier. Uh, so yeah, so that process starts from the time the attorney called me, mm -hmm. same as a regular transaction. I list it, take the photos, do the comps, um, make the um, the suggested price, put it on the market for the suggested price, handle all of the showings. Everything else is the same, again, with the exception that you are doing more coordination with multiple people, emotions. Um, I had a little bit of an issue with price with, with uh, these individuals because, yeah. of course, they always think that their home is worth, you know, up here. Of course, the emotional attachment to it. It's emotional it's valuable. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, they just recently um, had the final walkthrough yesterday. Um, and I had to make sure to call them and say, did you guys get everything out of the house? Oh, wow. You know, move all of the furniture. And again, this was emotional for them. Yeah. You know, so just um, I showed up while they were doing some of the clean out. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're going through, you know, there's old photos, there's old furniture, there's yeah. their parents' clothes that they hadn't cleaned out, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so again, you're you're just really consoling with them mm -hmm. and making sure that they get everything done and that there's no hiccups, that all of the siblings are on the same page because that mm -hmm. can happen, of course. Um, and just you know, everything else with the with the uh, transaction facilitator is mm -hmm. normal. With if let's say an investor wasn't going through a realtor or there wasn't a, a realtor such as you in okay. their area. And it's like, okay, we got to wing it. We don't have that, uh, that Tiffany Taylor here where we are. Is there a way that we can somehow help the families through that process? Like, is it easier to say, Hey, get what you need and we'll remove everything else. Or, you know, it, how do we make this easier for them at the same time? Cause like you said, it's very emotional. You have siblings involved. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's definitely one suggestion mm -hmm. um, that, Hey, get what you need and we'll take care of the rest and be prepared as the investor, be prepared mm -hmm. to do that cleanup. Uh, because some of the times, again, if this person had lived in this home for 20, 30 years, yeah. there's probably a lot of things in that house. So mm -hmm. don't anticipate the family and, and, and it wouldn't be worth the stress of putting the family through that to have yeah. to clean out everything when you can just offer to say, hey, you know what, get what you want, leave, mm -hmm. leave everything else to me. I'll help you guys out. Long as you get everything you need, you know, everything else, everything will be trashed out. So that's a great suggestion. In addition, mm -hmm. if it saves them time and money, that might even help your discount a lot more. <laughs> ah, okay, okay. Okay, because there is a property I'm thinking of as we had this conversation that is an estate. So, uh, yeah, yeah, this is a great conversation. Okay, so when we decide that we want, we see the listing. Mm -hmm. 
like you just had, like, do we, are there competitive offers or how do we determine like how to make the best offer? Cause I'm pretty sure if it's at a discounted price, we're in a seller's market. Yes. We're dealing with some competition. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it is, it is competitive. Um, mm -hmm. Again, especially if you've priced it competitively with um, the other homes in the market. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's, that is that it's very competitive. Um, so everything else, you're going to have multiple offers. You're going to mm -hmm. have to present those offers to, um, you know, again, all the parties involved. Um, and you, oh, wow. That's who you, makes the decision. It's, yes. the, it's the siblings or whoever the heirs are makes the decision. Exactly. Exactly. So remember oh. my first, my first tip, if you can get to communicate with just one of the siblings that will make your, um, offer presentation even yes. easier, you know, if you can get them to agree that one sibling make the decision, mm -hmm. that's even easier for you instead of having, you know, and of course that sibling communicate, mm -hmm. you know, with the rest, but, um, you know, they make the, the, the decision collectively mm -hmm. with the one sibling really kind of just trying to drive it and guide and just say, Hey, this is the best one. Mm -hmm. I think we should choose this. And that, that makes my job a lot easier. Yeah. Um, same thing for an investor. You know, if you can just, um, build a trust in one, making sure that they communicate. Cause what you don't want is that one sibling to take charge and say, well, get the others. I'm not going to call them. You don't want that either. Right. Right. You know, you just want to just probably have um, the main spokesperson mm -hmm. um, to speak for the rest. So at the end of the day, are they looking at the majority of what you see since being a listing agent? Are they looking at the price? Are they looking at um, how easy the process will be for us? Like how soon they can close? Like what, what is the determining factor? All of the above. So okay. um, and it depends on what their situation is. Um, you know, some of the siblings may live out of state. You know, okay. they may have moved, you know, so it may be easier for them to have a closing um, so that they don't have to come back and forth, mm -hmm. you know, cleaning out the house, removing some items um, oh. and, and also price, you know. So you you kind of have to, again, gauge what is their pain point and activate yeah. towards their their pain point. That's a great point. That's what I was thinking too. Like you're pretty much going in as a problem solver to figure out what exactly what's going on with the family and how I can help. Exactly. And, and get exactly. the house. I've been to, um, I had one sale, an estate sale and the individual, uh, the deceased was a hoarder and I absolutely could not, could not get inside the house. I wow. opened the door and I just really threw my hands up. Right. Mm -hmm. But um, again, that went towards working with the siblings, kind of uh, showing them the expectations. They were out of state. So I you know, had to send tons of photos and just, mm -hmm. you know, take that shot and just says, hey, this is what I'm dealing with. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's a safety concern. And so we have yeah. to discount that because buyers are not going to be able to properly inspect this home. They're pretty much going to be wow. purchasing sight unseen. Yeah. And this is the anticipation. So. And when you're dealing with um, different family members, you don't know what their relationship was. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, because you can yeah. have some that don't care or some like, no. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So you've got to kind of, you know, got a couple of waters to navigate and kind of uh, feel this out and see how it works. Talk to the attorney. See mm -hmm. what the attorney knows about their relationship ahead of time. That's a good point. And, and use that to your advantage. Yeah. Okay, so once we put in the offer... And the siblings make the decision. Does it have to be like also like approved by a judge or is it just once the siblings or the heirs make that decision, 
you're under contract. So you will get all of the legalities from the attorney. Um, and okay. I let attorneys be attorneys. I play my role okay. and stay in my lane, right? Uh-huh. Um, but I do have to know that for uh, at the time that we accept the contract. And so we know what parties and what names need to be on the contract. So make sure you get that clarity ahead of time so you mm-hmm. know what to anticipate. And you can let the buyer know what to anticipate if this is something that needs to be approved by the court or if the mm-hmm. approval has already been done and this is just administered by the by the executor of the estate, you know, that'll make it easier. So just make sure you get that clarity ahead of time from the attorney. Okay. So how long does it take after, let's say we get our offer accepted? Then how much is it like a typical sale or a breathing? Yeah. Because I know we got to be cash buyers because we're taking the property as is. Sometimes, so really? um, they can they can still be um, finance buyers, um, okay. but uh, in this particular case, we was able to accept the finance buyer, um, and it's, everything else was like the typical sale. We're closing. Um, I think we're at about forty days with this one, um, so everything else is is the same. And even most of um, some estate sales as I've I've had in the past, it's been a little bit of both. So probably fifty fifty, mm-hmm. where most were just finance buyers or they were cash cash buyers. Yeah. So what happens if it's financed and is something wrong? Do Can we put in for repairs or can we address any concerns? So that, again, is being um, um, upfront in the very okay. beginning. This is sold as is. You know, <laughs> most of the time, um, the executors do not have the funds to yeah. make repairs. And they don't so, want to put any money either. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So if you know that your um, that lender is going to be requiring some repair mm-hmm. in order to approve the loan, you might not want to take take that offer. Okay. Okay. That's that's interesting. Okay. So after so how long was this the one that you had today? How long have you guys been under contract? Um, yeah, I think this one was about forty days. Forty days. Okay. Yeah. Is that typical for estate sales? Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty typical. Okay. I've had, um, I mean, of course I've had those special situations that took much longer. Mm-hmm. I actually had an estate sale. Um, this was a couple of years ago. It was, I was the listing agent representing the seller and the seller at that time was, um, selling her deceased mother's mm-hmm. home. And during our listing and our sale, and we actually had a buyer in the contract that individual passed away as well. Oh, wow. Um, and so then um, I had to get direction from her daughter. Um, yeah. We did eventually sell, but be- because of that, yeah. that kind of um, threw a whole monkey wrench in, in the transaction. Yeah. Um, and, and again, I had to lean heavily on the attorney mm-hmm. uh, because fortunately um, we were prepared for her for her transition and we had mm-hmm. to put some items in place. Mm-hmm. Um, for our county in Cook County, we have what's called a uh, transfer on death certificate, mm-hmm. which avoids probate um, with it when okay. it comes to, to real estate. So definitely check your counties for a transfer on death certificate. It's a simple piece of paper that uh, like a two, two page um, sheet that has to be signed and notarized prior to death. And then after death, yeah. it immediately transfer ownership um, just by re- uh, going to the recorder of deeds filing the death certificate and it transfers the ownership. So I did not have to take the listing off the market, start the process all over, but um, it did make it a little bit lengthier. However, it was not what it could have been. Yeah. Um, Because again, this is what two generations now Mm -hmm. of the deceased where again, there's more siblings, uh, more, (laughs) 
you know, more errors that I would have had to have dealt with. Yeah. So we, we were prepared for that. And mm-hmm. um, the attorney did the proper procedure to make that very easy. So, yeah. yeah a transfer in death certificate. You just told us something I'd never heard of. Yes. Like yeah. I've always heard of trust, you know, to avoid probate. But yeah, I'm definitely going to do some research on that one. Yeah. 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 And and to be completely transparent, I mean, in our community, we do not see a lot of people that prepare for death. We don't see a lot of wills. Mm -hmm. 67% of us do not have it. Um, You know, and and so one of my one of my missions is I love to educate, especially home first time home buyers and educate people for if this were to happen, what is your plan? Mm -hmm. How do you plan on leaving your legacy and leaving your real estate and your property to your heirs? Um, And that has to be done. You know, and so it makes it a lot easier when you have these conversations and you prepare for that. Yeah. With just, you know, just knowing whether you're going to do a will or trust or transfer on death or mm-hmm. whatever that whatever the case may be. You know, but unfortunately, with the generation that we're in now and our older generation, mm-hmm. we're not taught these things. Yeah. You know, they first of all were, um, you know, owning real estate for a lot of them was something that was not even, you know, they were not able to accomplish. Yeah. So now in their older age, and now that they're elder, they still don't have a lot of things together. You know, I went through that with my own um, family. I'm still in the middle of a two year probate with my grandfather Mm -hmm. on several properties that we can't touch. We can't sell just yet. We're still trying to, you know, figure it out. My great grandmother, who is now four years into her, her probate, her estate sale. Wow. You know, so having these conversations with our families ahead of time and having those conversations with your children, your grandchildren, mm-hmm. um, make make everything a lot easier. Yeah. yeah. So how do you have those conversations? Like when you get that listing from the attorney, like what does that conversation look like when you first speak to them about selling the property? Is it a little bit uncomfortable or something like or is it just coming personal because of what you're experiencing right now? Um, I think it's becoming, you know, I was doing estate sales even before my personal experience. And then okay. when my personal experience happened, it, it, it just made it that much more, you know, just, just increased yeah. the drive in me to just, to just now educate about, about yeah. it. Um, but the conversation for me has been a little bit easier just because again, the attorney warmed them for me, mm-hmm. you know? So although the attorney is more a matter of fact, I am very, um, um, educational and yeah. consoling and, and can just relate to you now, especially now that I'm gone, gone through it. Yeah. You know, um, my grandfather had no idea. Um, some of the, some of the properties that he owned, he did not own. I've come to discover that a property that he wow. had, uh, was a rental property. He's, he's had over 20 years. Mm-hmm. Now his death, I've discovered that he only owned it by 50%, only owned 50% of that property. The so other was the other, the other 50%, she didn't even know she owned it. No <laughs> you know, way. I, I had to do a title search to just discover who this person was. Um, and she's a distant relative mm-hmm. that I've never met. You know, And now I'm having a conversation with her as to say, okay, look, my grandfather's deceased. Um, they they own the tenants in, in an entirety. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you want to do? What can we work out? It's, you know, those conversations have to be had. And as gentle and as sensitive as they are, mm-hmm. we've got to, we've got to talk about it. We we have to educate our young people about it yeah. as well. I definitely agree. I definitely agree. I had, well, luckily for me, it was a blessing because I am an heir to investment properties. My father has set everything up to where we didn't have to go through probate, but it's like, 
when I got into real estate school to make sure that I maintain these properties, you know, we're able to get more properties and, and you know, just get better education to make sure I don't lose these these assets. Mm-hmm. I was realizing like these statistics, like what we're talking about right now is like we just don't know. Like our our community doesn't have the trust. We don't talk about transfer of wealth going to the yeah. next generation. And then when I was in class and I'm learning about this in real estate school, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to be what I do. I've got to tell everybody I know about this mm-hmm. because I get, I mean, I love rehabbing homes. I love flipping them, but it's also bittersweet when I see the properties that are in areas where, you know, people grew up, but because they did not teach their generation, the next yes. generation, how to keep the property, pay the taxes. Yes. Not, yes. Oh gosh. Pay I the mean, taxes. yeah. Cause it was a property I got in an email yesterday. I get emails all the time from wholesalers and it was like a community in Atlanta. And I remember it was all majority, of course, African-American is being gentrified. Mm-hmm. And this house looked like something that my grandmother, my grandparents had in uh, Tennessee. And I was like, Cal, this is somebody, this is somebody's grandparents house. And this house is going for like $600,000 after rehab. And I'm like, oh, how wow. did this happen? Wow. You know, and I'm like, yeah, we've got to educate. We've got to keep the conversations going and having these these conversations. I mean, it's so vital. And I mean, if anybody just hears this, it's kind of like go home, ask your parents, you know, your relatives like, hey, where's your titles? (laughs) Whose names are on these titles? (laughs) Whose name are on the on the on the titles? What do you want to happen to these properties? You know, what what does the mortgage look like? I fortunately Um, A lot of people come to me now just to ask about their properties. I just had uh, a great aunt that passed on Easter Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, she was sick. So we definitely it was expected. But we started having these conversations months ago Mm -hmm. about, um, you know, just consulting with my family members. What's the status of the of the of the property? What's the status of the mortgage? What do you want to happen? Um, In this in this case, she had a reverse mortgage. So I definitely had to educate them on the process of, an, of a reverse mortgage. Yeah. You know, so again, these conversations have to be had and it's too late Yeah. after the owner has this, is deceased. It's too yeah. late. Yeah. So it's kind of like it's kind of, we that. have a, we, we flipped the script of this conversation. Like we started out with how to find <laughs> estates and then we're like, how to prevent your, your properties and your real estate from getting into these probate sales. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And holding on to your generational wealth. I mean, really, that's what it's about. Well, I think the, you know, again, yes, we've kind of switched gears, but that mm-hmm. goes into what to expect, even when you're yes. trying to find these properties, because these mm-hmm. are the situations that these families are in. Yeah. You know, these are the Great situations point. that you're in. And so when you have to, you have to um, at least know a little bit about each of these situations mm-hmm. so you know how to address them, even if you're yeah. trying to acquire them um, as yeah. an investment property or something like that. You know, as an investor, I would say another tip for the family is to let them know what your plans are for the. That was my next question I was going to ask you. (laughs) Let them know your plans. They love to hear what you have planned Mm -hmm. for the home that's been in their family for years. Mm -hmm. You know, if this is my childhood family uh, home and I grew up in it, I want to know what it's going to look like. What are you planning on doing? Are you going to move a family into it? Are you just one of those investors that you just want to? you know, flip it and then move on and forget about it. So yeah. give them your background, tell them what you've done in the community, tell them about some of the properties that you've sold in the past, some of the families that you've helped yeah. in some of the other, other sales. You have no idea how much that rapport would really encourage yeah. the, the family to work with you. And again, 
get that discount that you want. So. Right, right, right. That is so great. Because I, I was thinking the exact same thing. Like, we just have to go in just letting them know. Like, we're not coming in to do harm or, you know, these we, we have good intentions. Yes. Yeah, yes. I love that. Okay, so you just mentioned something, that you're an okay. investor. Okay, yes. So I've got to ask. Well, before we even get into financially lit, I still have a couple more questions about probate sales. Go for it. Okay, so if you're a realtor, because it's a lot of realtors right now, <laughs> how do we get a in? <laughs> yeah, a whole lot. And like, and this is an untapped market mm-hmm. that a lot of people, a lot of agents don't even think about. Like, we mostly go for the residentials, but this is an area that nobody's really like. You're dominating this area because it's not that many realtors in it. How do we get into like being an agent and specializing in these estate sales? Well, I think again, just really marketing yourself um, towards attorneys. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just been the win for me. Um, Uh I'm not one of those, um, agents that go and, um, you know, again, you know, search the court records or look for obituaries in the newspaper or something like that. I don't do that again, because you're talking to families probably in the most difficult phase Mm -hmm. of their life right now. Um, especially if they've lost a loved one. So working with those attorneys, building, um, the relationship with those attorneys so that you get those phone calls. And don't forget just uh, about um, only estate sales, but you can get other business from attorneys. They do divorces. People got to sell houses and, during a divorce. And uh, those are just as emotional. Too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I think just working with um, um, the various family law attorneys, mm-hmm. you can definitely pick up these deals as a realtor and you build that trust. Mm-hmm. Uh, and once you start marketing yourself and saying, and, and that's one of the other things that I do when I mm-hmm. promote that I've helped this family during their transition and close this chapter throughout their home. And I, you know, post something like that on social media. That's yeah. when I start getting the phone calls from other families who are in that same wow. situation and yeah. say, Hey, this is the situation. You know, mm-hmm. my parents are, you know, in this stage and we need to start having these conversations. So yeah, yeah. as a realtor, that's yeah. definitely untapped money, uh, untapped market. Don't leave anything on the table. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Because like when I when I heard you, uh, I think we were in Clubhouse. And that's mm-hmm. when I heard you. And I was like, that's the first realtor I've ever heard talk about this area that no one is talking about. Like, wait a minute. we I never even thought about even getting into that. But it's needed. I mean, like I said, the research shows that it's uh, it's in demand. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, but also you are, you are a real estate investor too. Yes. I, I'm an investor of everything. I am. <laughs> whatever makes me money is what I like to say. Uh, so, um, I think COVID really, um, showed me that I've always been a believer of multiple streams of income. Yeah. And I used to get made fun of cause it, you know, people would say, Oh, you got your hat and everything. You don't know what you're going to do. You got to pick one thing. And I, you know, just, it's really not my style. Yeah. Um, so I do have my hands in a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, real estate is my primary passion, mm-hmm. uh, but I invest in, you know, stocks. I've been investing in stocks since high school. Um, now, you know, crypto, I do um, oil. I do in, uh, invest in insurance. I just started two new policies this week, which I'm super excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I invest in boats. That's yes. my love. Like, That's your new, I, yes. <laughs> I am really learning to invest in boats. So that's going to be my new, um, we'll see where that goes. Okay. So tell us what you're doing with the boats. Cause I love this story. You'd be besides like look pretty on them, but yes, 
how you're making the money on those. You're collecting a bag with those boats. This is, um, it, it started as a hobby, which I've loved. I've had mm -hmm. friends with boats for, for many years. Um, I recently learned to um, uh, drive boats. Um, I do uh, you know, boat share and have, uh, and have my own as well. Mm -hmm. um, but I am currently seeking my captain's license. So I will very soon be captain Tiffany. Wow. Master captain of a boat. Um, but investing. So just really connecting people is then that's how it started. I, again, kind of fell in my lap. Yeah. Um, and just being the social butterfly that I am and knowing people who want to buy. And then I knew some people who want to sell. And so, um, I'm actually after, them. Just connecting them. After our nice. um, conversation today, I've got to head over to the marina and take some photos because I do have a new listing for a boat that's about to go. So you treat it just like real estate. Yes, I'm treating it just like real estate. Wow. Exactly. Um, so some investing. Um, again, boats don't appreciate as much mm -hmm. as cars, but they um, they they really hold their their value. Um, yeah. So I'm finding that people want to invest and learn how to um, use their 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 toy. Mm -hmm. as a cash cow. And that's what I'm helping them do. And nobody else, you have no competition, I, I, I assume. I don't have a competition in our community and people that look like us. So that's the yeah. good part. This yeah. is a breakthrough for me, as well as people of my age, people that come from where I came from. Yeah. Um, you know, for us, we were, you know, you don't get your hair wet, we don't swim. Right, <laughs> <laughs> right, right, exactly. You know, but this is all about just loving life, living life, the luxuries of it. It's not, you know, something that's not obtainable. It's, mm -hmm. it's extremely affordable, which is what people, most people don't know. Plus you have fun, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah yes. you're breaking a lot of barriers. So how has it been since you're like, you're tapping into an area where there's not many that look like you. It's been, it, it has its challenges. Um, okay. But fortunately I am opening eyes for people who right. didn't think that we were interested or didn't think that it was obtainable. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's the part that I love about it. It's, there's now so many, um, you know, minority and especially black professional boat owners that I know, you know, nice. so um, that's been huge. So, mm -hmm. hey, you, you guys have an interest in that, don't be afraid to reach out. <laughs> yeah, you got to create a course on that one. I will. I, I don't yeah. know where this is going to go, but I'm going to marry my two passions, boats and buildings. And I'm going to put those two together. Love I'm it. Figure out. I would love to do closings on a on boat. boat. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to figure this out. So stay tuned. Okay. So with, with the getting your captain's license. Mm -hmm. Is it classes you have to take or are there things that you have to like physically do to get to earn it or oh, actually on oh, a boat? Okay. You, yeah. You've got to have, um, there's, uh, at minimum 360 days experience, um, wow. physically on top wow. of the class. Um, and I probably underestimated this class just a little bit. Um, yeah, I just thought it was just going to be like, Oh, okay. <laughs> but no, this is like, they're like really this stuff is real, real stuff, real stuff. Really? Like, so more for like driving the boat, the more mechanics so of the boat, all of that? Navigating waters and being okay. on the open ocean, open waters. Mm -hmm. um, you know, for us, I'm usually about, you know, three to uh, four miles off coast. Mm -hmm. They are really teaching you, um, like if you are in the middle of an ocean or something like that. Wow. So it's okay. kind of, if you, if I had to relate if you remember when you got your driver's license and you had to learn the rules of the road, but most yep. of it you don't use, and most of you probably don't even see 
Mm-hmm. This is the same thing. Same thing. <laughs> wow. So does it depend on the boat size or you can also do like uh, any boat when you have a captain's license? Yeah. So your, your captain's license do come in stages in, in okay. the boat size. Um, but I think for this first phase, mm-hmm. um, I am I will be at a size that I would probably never drive. So. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. And nice. I drive yachts already. Like mm-hmm. what we have now, I, I we, we're on we're on yachts, girl. So that is awesome. I but I saw you. You, you got to come through. Yes. <laughs> yes. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. So since we're talking about money and your multiple streams of income, mm-hmm. was there a, a financial book that you read that changed the game for you? Ooh, the very first one that came to mind. Oh gosh, Robert Kiyosaki. Rich Dad Poor Dad. Rich Dad Poor Dad. <laughs> That did it. Um, just actually, absolutely threw threw me out the box for the very first time. Yeah. Um, a small book called "Who Moved My Cheese." Mm, I remember that book. Yes. Um, those were the books early on that really mm-hmm. did it for me. Think and Grow Rich, of course. Yeah. You know, you you underestimate when people just throw books out there. You really yeah. underestimate them, and, and you just you just gotta you gotta do it. Think and Grow Rich was definitely uh, one. It was. Um, but Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I made my kids read that book. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I made my girls read that. Um, so those are probably some game changers for me. Nice, nice. Well, we've already talked about COVID-19, but if you could use COVID-19, if you could describe COVID-19 in one word, what would it be? Probably a word that I can't say on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say this, despite, despite the uncertainty mm-hmm. Despite the you know shelter in place, COVID nineteen has probably had me the busiest that I have been in my seventeen wow. year career. That's awesome. The busiest, um, and I didn't expect that. You know, mm-hmm. I had the same anxiety that everyone else had. I just mm-hmm. thought that okay, I don't know what's going to happen to my income. I don't know you know where where, where we're going to be, but um, the real estate market completely did a flip. It completely did a shift. And I'm going to be honest, it really showed who's real and who's not. Speak more on that. That's interesting. <laughs> it really showed who's real and who's not. It really showed okay. experience. Um, yeah. Even for someone like like me, I consider myself a negotiation beast. Like okay. I can negotiate and just get what I want. And we, we're all happy, but I still got what I want. Right. Um, and this really tests my skills, even in this market. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's no one's fault in particular. Like I just had a conversation with one of my colleagues who said that she's the four, fourth real estate agent that uh, for this particular client. And she had to explain and, and set their expectations and say, look, I'm not I'm not going to create magic. If you went through three other people and now you're coming to me expecting, you know, something different, yeah. you know, so it really is just being honest. But it does help to have experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that we have so many people who have had the time over COVID to reevaluate their life. <laughs> yes. And pivot. So, that's the and, word. <laughs> yes. You know, and so now they pivot to real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and unfortunately, this is probably not the best time for newbies to get started. I agree. You know, because I those of us that are experienced, over agree. <laughs> those of us that are experienced, we know mm-hmm. this is not it. This is this not is the it. market. And so if you're paying attention and watching very carefully, the experienced uh, investors are sitting back, waiting this market out, 
and they can't, you know, so they're just kind of just like, yeah, okay, we're going to let all the newbies Mm -hmm. just run around, you know, like they're little chickens with their heads cut off. Mm-hmm. And we're going to sit back and just wait, you know, wait this cash cow out and, yeah. and collect later. So, yeah. you know, that's that's what most of my yeah. clients have been doing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely agree with you on that one, because I think for unless you like like you said, experience is the key word and you can get in with those investors that are flipping to get those yeah. homes on the market because it is a seller's market. It's hard to get in because you're mm-hmm. on the other side of the game. But yes. I agree. It's a lot of new agents reaching out to me and it's like, whew, I don't know what to tell you. Because I mean, <laughs> it's a hard market right now. It is a hard market. Same here. You know, I have some new agents reaching out to me and same thing. Like, I don't know what to tell you, you know, mm-hmm. but um, I've had um, uh, an investor client that usually keep a portfolio of, um, oh gosh, I think she probably had 40 units. And she unloaded, liquidated, and she is just sitting back. She's like, "Yep, I'm good. I'm good." And she and she knows that she's going to come back even bigger um, because she, you know, cashed out, sold everything, mm-hmm. and she's going to wait until the prices level out. And once yeah. they do, now she has the capital to even go larger. Yes, yes, that is a great strategy. I yeah. definitely agree. So what is your ultimate goal for 2021 besides getting your captain's license? Get my captain's license, right? (laughs) Be on these boats. Um, Oh, my goal for 2021. I think my goal for 2021 thus far has been a lot more personal than for business. So I've really set a lot of personal investment goals, um, which um, I've I've probably underestimated my goals myself, Mm -hmm. uh, quite honestly. So just a lot of personal investments, some areas that... Um, I decided to even pivot myself and, and take a stab at, for example, these boats. Yeah. You know, um, and, and and this has exposed me to a lot more people, mm-hmm. a lot of people that I probably ordinarily would not have had contact with. Because again, this is an industry that our community is not from. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I am definitely taking, I can see that I'm taking these initial steps and creating a path for whoever's welcome to join. Nice. Um um, so business-wise, um, I really want to create some strong agents. So I am taking some time to recruit, mm-hmm. um, looking for some, some some strong agents that want to join the team and, and, and uh, come aboard and really learn how to navigate a market such as this. Nice. You know, uh, when I first um, got my license a long time ago... Uh, <laughs> Um, I too started in a market at then it was prior to the market crash, but I too started in a market that was unprecedented at that mm-hmm. time, you yeah. know, and, and learn the skills that I know now, mm-hmm. which even now, those some of those skills are being tested, you know. Yeah. So I think that the best agents are made in markets like this. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I want to do. I want to um, bring out some some really good people and, and just change the game. Yeah. And see, you know what? Okay, so when you were talking earlier about um, this market, I was referring to the agents, but you think right now is the best time for agents to get in. Yeah, I think that now is the best time for agents to get in. And 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 you're well aware there's there's mm-hmm. a ton of new agents right now. Um, yes. But you and I both know that there's a lot that's not that that will not survive this market. 
Yes. Um, there's a lot of new agents that are not going to get the business that they thought that they were going to have. They're not going to have the skills and the experience that they thought that they were going to get. Mm-hmm. And they're just going to say, you know, this is not for me. You know, it's highly competitive out. right now because of yeah. the lack of inventory. Yeah. Yeah, it is highly competitive. But yeah. um, I do see the time and or I do see the opportunity for me as a mm-hmm. broker to develop agent skills yes. during this time. So okay. that that's that's the other growth that I see for my mm-hmm. for my uh, company as well. Nice, nice. Okay, so what is your ultimate goal? Um, I don't, you know, that's it changes. I think my ultimate goal is to That's a great thing. It does. Yeah, it, it my goal can change. Like, you know, today it'll be one thing, tomorrow I'll be like I just want to just be on this boat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, ultimately, I just want to be able to leave an impact and mm-hmm. leave a legacy for people to remember me. Um, that does not necessarily mean that I'm going to have a ton of money in the bank or I would hope I have a ton of money in the bank. But, you know, um, I just really want to be that person to inspire. Mm-hmm. That's my goal. I think that our purpose in life is that it's not necessarily mm-hmm. to have a boatload of money or to be famous yeah. or, to, you know, it is to be uh, fulfill the purpose and what you were here to, and, and put yeah. on the earth to do and to do it the best way you can. Yeah. When you are not living to that purpose is when you do yourself an injustice. Mm. You know? so, um, I just, I think that's just my ultimate goal. Now, um, how I go back about that ultimate goal, I want to do that through wealth, <laughs> through building wealth, building and, wealth. And, yeah. and generational wealth for, for my family as well. Yeah. Tiffany, how can we find you? You can find me on all social media platforms. I'm most active on Facebook and Instagram, Tiffany Taylor on Facebook, mm-hmm. uh, Tiffany Taylor Inc. on Instagram. Shoot me an email. You're welcome to email me, taylorrealtygrp at gmail.com. Then TikTok. I don't, yeah. You're on TikTok House. now? I got to find you on TikTok. Don't look for videos. Because... <laughs> I'm one of those TikTokers that scroll, but I love TikTok. But yes, I am on yeah. TikTok too. I I will start doing TikToks on the boat though. So I do think that that's you gonna should. be I think that's gonna be my arena for TikTok. Yes. But, I love um, it. TikTok like take a lot of time. <laughs> I did a TikTok and it was like it took me two and a half hours. Yes, yes. To show a rehab of a a old fireplace to what we'd ended up doing. And I was like, yes, that, it takes a lot of time. Uh-uh. So I don't make videos because yeah. I don't have the time. Yeah. But, um, but you can find me there. So. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're going to do a TikTok for sure, you know, for this interview. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just don't ask me to, to re- edit the video and record. Yeah, that's too much time. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. I'm like, okay, I know what's something else I could be doing. But like, I'm like you, I could scroll all day. I can scroll all day. Making it, <laughs> that's like a term paper. Like Exactly. <laughs> You're hilarious, girl. <laughs> well, girl, thank you again for being on the show. This was such an honor to have you. And this is, like I said, it was better than the first one. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. You know, I will come back anytime. Definitely. Yes. Especially when you become Captain right? Tiffany Taylor. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Coming soon. Coming soon. Coming so soon. <laughs> yes. When do you take the test? Um, I think the end of this month, end of May. Oh, so wow. I'm actually preparing to, um, I've, I've got my application ready to go. You mm-hmm. have to be approved by the Coast Guard 
and uh, it's fancy. It, it's it's real stuff. So is it hands on or as you sit at a desk? How does that work when you take uh, the test? It's a little bit of both. It's, it is hands on wow. because you have to show that you know how to use a map, mm-hmm. like not just GPS. Like they're like, what if the GPS is gone? And I'm like, what? You wait, like compass stuff? Like compass stuff. Yes, girl. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yes. Like geography wow. class and geometry, because you gotta know how to use the compass and triangles yeah. and real stuff. I was like, oh, you mean that stuff that I thought I would never use? Yes. I've actually got to use it now. <laughs> Well, that was just like in real estate school. We had to learn how to plots, you know, the maps. I'm like, we're not going to be using this to go on listings, but we yes. had to learn it. Legal description. And oh, yes. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Same, same wow. here. <laughs> wow. Wow. So, well, the best of luck to you on this test. You've got it. You I got, got it. it. I got it. Yeah. I'm ready. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll be watching Instagram. I can't wait to see you on that boat saying I'm Mrs. Well, I'm Captain Tiffany Taylor. Captain Tiffany. Exactly. And look yeah. out for this. Uh, this this one I'm going to go look at today. I'm going to take some photos. Nice. I've got to stage it. Um, so once, once it's staged, mm-hmm. I'll have the complete photos, but I'll do a sneak peek today. Okay. So how do you market your boats? Do you just put them on Instagram or do you have is there an MLS for this type of thing? There is a boat MLS. Wow. Yes. There's a boat in the list. But yeah, social media, internet, uh-huh. word of mouth. Um, that's definitely the number one way. But yeah, there, there okay. are both MLSs. Okay. So if somebody wants to get a boat from you, you they can just figure out a way to get it to wherever they are. Like it yes. doesn't have to be in it does not have Chicago. to be local. Um okay. people all definitely buy boats um state to state, sometimes mm-hmm. countries. Um, but yeah, wow. it, there's ways, you know, and, and you get a you get a survey just like you would get an appraisal on a house. Mm-hmm. It was a survey. You get your C trial, which is like your, your test ride. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's a whole experience. It's an experience. Nice. That's the best way to, to, to name it. It's an experience. Nice. Well, congratulations. I love that you're creating this path for us. Absolutely. You yeah. get a mortgage on a boat just like you would a house. You know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's another asset. It's another asset. Exactly. Exactly. So are you also getting those too? Like, like with probate, are you being able to, once you get your captain's license, you'll be able to also, if someone has a boat, they pass away, you can sell it on behalf. I hope so. Nice. Yeah. I had one last season, um, worked with a, it was a divorce couple and Mm -hmm. he just like let the boat go because he didn't want the ex-wife to get it. So it was a great discount. You know, and there's great commission on boat brokerage. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I am sure. I, this is a, it's a brilliant idea. I love it. Absolutely. I love it. Thank love you. It. Well, thank thank you. you for so much for being a light. Absolutely. Yeah. It was a pleasure again. Yeah. To learn more about Tiffany, just go to lightinguprealestate.com. If you like this episode, share with a friend, leave a review, and follow the show. That's all for now. Stay safe, stay sane, and stay lit.